Welcome to episode number 218, Press Play. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, Heck, Gabe, and Dylan. We cover topics that range from the music industry, collaborations, creative processes, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Plato and Confucius. All right, guys, if you're new, thank you for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Dylan Hale. Thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Hey, Dan. Thanks for, you know, really, thanks for having me. This is really cool. You know, I'm excited yeah, I love the setup you guys really got going on here. It's it's awesome. Absolutely. So. Um, so so we met through a mutual friend, Jason Peters. Jason Peters was featured on episode 208, titled Right Away. Uh, if you haven't had yet a chance to listen to that, give that bad boy a listen. That was about 10 episodes ago. This is episode 218. So uh, let's jump right in. So uh, Dylan, so, uh, for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Um, all right. Well, my name is Dylan Hale. Um, I've been playing music since I was a child, which is like eight years old or something like that, been playing drums, I'm multi-instrumentalist, playing drums, guitar is my main instrument now, I've been learning keyboards, I sing, um, and audio engineering, producing like we were just talking about, uh, yeah. it's been a big part of my life, and uh, you know, I came out with an album this year, over the summer, during COVID, the worst possible time to probably drop an album, yeah. so, but, <laughs> you know, I've been working on it for the last like year and a half, two years, and one, you know, it was time to get it out, because... I'm writing my next album and we're, yeah. you know, we're moving forward here. So just trying to, you know, get, get my name out there and get heard yeah. in a really hard industry to actually get heard in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's so big. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm always interested when, when, when someone says they get started around eight or whatever age it is, how did you get, so did you hear a song that was there like a toy instrument laying around the house? You just picked it up. Or how, how did it actually work? Um, I had a friend who played bass and, him and his, you know, his sister played uh, piano. He played bass. You know, I was eight. He was ten. He go, well, let's make a rock band. You know, nice. like, like, that's the coolest thing. like let's make a rock band. And my other, my, my buddy with other buddies was to learn guitar, and you know, I played drums. He played bass. Oh, I got drums for Christmas, and my buddy one who was supposed to play guitar didn't play. So, as me and him, you know, started off, I got lessons, and then that was it, man. I just kept playing and playing and playing, and I've gotten lessons, you know. Like, eight to 13 and I started playing guitar and from 13 till you know 16 or so I stopped you know that's why I stopped taking lessons because then you can kind of learn on your own yeah, yeah you know yeah. you, you up. build up the tools and everything like that um so yeah just to make a rock band you know that's yes. like every kid's dream you know it's like I feel like let's jam out that's yeah, like the coolest play thing band. Yeah. and then you start like learning about like Jimi Hendrix Zeppelin and mm. they get into all the classics right away and it's like whoa this is cool yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're, you know so just like 
No, that's yeah. awesome. So, uh, did you play for um, you know like school or anything like that, or was just kind of you just kind of kept it to the side? Or was just something you did on the side? Yeah, when I was little, I did play in school, snare drum, you know, yeah. little stuff. But, you know, Classic. that was yeah, no, that was about it for you know fifth or sixth grade, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. all started off with the uh, you know the little plastic recorder. Yeah, and then you oh go <laughs> from that thing, the hot cross buns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And then um, what did I go to? Saxophone. saxophone. I did the alto sax, yeah. and we're, we did the saxophone, and same thing was like fifth or sixth grade. And I remember being so hyped because I was telling everyone I was gonna be in a concert, and I was like, "We have a concert." I invited like everybody, and uh, not realizing we were like just the opening act. I didn't. I thought like the concert was gonna be just us, and uh, we did two songs, two entire songs, and it was still under one minute, and uh, <laughs> and so. Uh, and my dad roasted me for that. Not for the fact that we like he was happy that I was playing an instrument, but he's like, you guys thought you did some grand thing. You played under a minute. Um, it was hilarious, actually. Um, <laughs> Sounds like something my dad would do. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. That's like it was, hilarious. It was super playful, but it was it was funny. Like As we got older, um, he, he he recorded it. Like, oh, that's you know, even better. The VHS yeah. and everything. Yeah, he bust out the VHS. He's like, let's watch this. Believe me, it's only going to take a minute of your time. Um <laughs> <laughs> we like listen to it, but uh, but anyway, so that was a big thing. But you know, the thing that kind of deterred me away was uh, so much structure, and it's kind of like what you say. It takes away for me. It took away what I thought the creative process, and obviously they do that purposely because you know they want you to learn a specific way. Um, but is that how you felt that you just got creative and you could just do it on your own, or it was more like you didn't want to be a marching band? Um, I got into it more on my own. Uh, you know, you got to learn. There is a right way. Like, yeah. there's a right way to play guitar. There's a right way yeah. to play violin. Yeah. And you know, you, I could have a ten, ten, ten people in front of me say, "No, that's not how I learned. I taught myself it is." Well, you might pick wrong. You might have wrong positioning with your hands. It's like yeah. there's like specific things that like, and that's really important to learn to learn the good habits in the very early stages. But after so many months or like almost a year. You get to the point where it's like, well, I can play five chords by myself. Nobody's here telling me what I got to play. Yeah. And then you start, you know, that's when creativity really starts to happen. Once you get the tools in front of you, well, now you're, the, you know, use the tools. Yeah. Figure mm -hmm. out what you want to do. And I've always been creative. Um, God, I've been, I've been writing songs since, I don't know, 14 or 15. So, wow. yeah, I've been like, I find I've just hit the point where I feel comfortable actually publishing my music. And yeah that my writing is like considered I feel good enough on a professional level That's you know awesome. anything else I want to kind of improve on it would almost just take money <laughs> so that's like the biggest the hardest part about so it we've we, we've had um artists on the show before and I always mention this because I think it's important for the listeners to know understand when you're putting your music out you're super vulnerable right because that's like your baby like that's your thing and the second even if you know you're going to get you know exactly. people criticizing you know that's going to come it still hurts it still stings like i don't care what anybody says it's like yeah you could build a callus over that after you release it but still it's like so personal to you it's like it's yours it's your creation and you're like protective of that and i always try to i like to say that because some people are so harsh online or so harsh and critiquing it's like you gotta understand what this guy's doing or what this female's doing it's hard it's not even if you're naturally talented music oh, and yeah. you're musically inclined um or you have a beautiful voice whatever it's hard to put out your or own original music mm -hmm. you want to talk about that Oh yeah, that that is like one of the hard. That, I mean, that's nobody nobody talks about that too. Like, I really appreciate that because yeah. 
you know, all my friends know I come out with an album or something like this. I spent two years. I wrote thirty songs. I released ten. Wow! Wow! You know, yeah. I recorded yeah. twenty. Wow. So, like, yeah. the amount yeah. of time alone, and then like the amount of emotion into it, it's like, yeah. well, okay, obviously, you know, my album right now is like, uh, it's focused on it's, it's go after going through a relationship, and it's going through past relationships too. It's you yeah. know, it's a it's about abuse, you know, between people, you know, all around, whether it be. Uh, you know, physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, all that kind mm. of range yeah. is kind of wrapped up into one and the trials and tribulations of relationships you may have with people. Mm. And so I kind of tried to sum it all up into one nice package of yeah. like, you know, it starts off hot with role play and it's about roles in a relationship and yeah. what, what roles does one person play or the other person play. And there's not really a boundary on either gender or sexuality in there. And I was trying to hit a middle ground the whole way with the whole album whether it be, you know, that it can be relatable to everybody because this really related to me. Yeah, of course. And that was, you know, the big thing I wanted to just try and relate with as many people as possible while also keeping it completely original and unique in a different way, which I kind of think I did. I don't know if you guys have heard the album, but it's it's a little weird at some yeah. spots. I, I say it's weird, but it's like <laughs> I try to keep you interested. Yeah, no, I heard portions of it. There is... You know, from one track to another, it's it's a very different oh, sound. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And um, you so much creativity though, and that's one thing. Like I said, that I appreciate, and like I feel like an obligation. I have to say that because um, I know it's not easy. Uh, even Goose, when he first started cutting haircuts <laughs> or giving haircuts, I mean, me and my me and Heck, we were young, we we're a little good, and you know, our, we we're kind of jacked up. He jacked up our hair in the beginning, right? But he had to try, he had to keep going. Yeah. And he's like telling people, like, I gave them their haircut. Meanwhile, we're walking home jacked up heads. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then after a while, it became better and better and better. Yeah. And it was like a year or two pass, and we're we're getting like professional haircuts in yeah. our basement. But it was perfect. He got so good at it. And then all of a sudden, you build off that. You know, yeah. you get you get yeah. prideful almost, and now you're you're proud of your work. And then and that's the, the the part that you know. Hopefully, every artist gets to achieve, and it looks like you're rolling into that now. Um, because, dude, you just said he recorded or you wrote thirty songs, recorded twenty, and you dropped ten. And this is all for the intention of an album. It was like because I've written hundreds of songs. As, yeah. But this was like specifically, I wanted to make an album. This is the goal. You know, I just gotten out of a relationship. I'm like, man, what am I doing with my life? I ain't doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm doing a lot, but like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, I'm like, I, I got to do something with music because, like, that's all. I, I mean, imagine, you know, I run a concrete company, so I spent a lot of time doing very hard work, like hard yeah. labor where I finish concrete, I do a lot of different stuff. Um, and I'd go home and I'd play music. That yeah. was my stress reliever. I'd go home yeah. and hang out and play music and I'd play different instruments. I'd loop this, I'd loop that. I'd, I've shown probably four or five of my friends how to play drums. Hmm. Wow! So like that's cool. Yeah, just, very cool. How long is the process of it? Like from from start to beginning. You said you did thirty songs. How long did it take you to just get one together? Um, one or, or, or I mean, are, are you so writing multiple at one time? Oh yeah, I'm always writing. Like I, got, I probably got like ten songs like right now. Like <laughs> because inspiration for one might not happen all at once. Um, another thing is like uh, one song in the album, um, my idol which I wrote about a friend who was really struggling with drug abuse, stuff like that. Um, and it goes, uh, tell you the truth, you were my, or, um, I heard that you were suicidal, tell you the truth, you were my idol. And that's how the song starts. It's like really simple. That song took me 10 minutes to write. It's my favorite song on the whole album. Yeah. I feel like it's the deepest song actually on the whole album. It's really simple, but it's really clean. Um, but that took 10 minutes. 
Yeah, a couple of the songs of the album probably took me a, literally a year, year and a half to write. Oh, wow. hmm. And you go over all the parts, and you know, there's the bridges or the the choruses, and how do you really want it to sound? Or like, I've made a whole song, and then I go, well, I don't like how I recorded it. I don't like this whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I redo it, and you yeah, redo yeah, it, and yeah. you re- and it comes down to the point. Like, do you like it enough to keep working on it, or yeah. do you just abandon it and maybe use some parts of it later? Uh, it becomes like a B-side or something. It becomes yeah. a B-side, uh, yeah. I'm really, really particular. So like, like I said, I wrote 30 songs and they picked 10. And, you know, it was like a hard crunch. And I and I would pull it out to people. I'd like mm-hmm. send it to like, I mean, it probably showed 100 people before I even published it. And yeah. like, you know, what do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? I'd show old people, young people. Nice. I really try to get like a big, to see who I can appeal to the most and make it. Like you said, you got to be proud. You know, I want to be proud of the one at the end of the day. This is going to be online probably forever. You know, it's already out there forever at some point. Right, yeah, yeah. So I don't want my name or my what I created to be out there forever and not be something I could stand behind. Sure. Yeah, I want to feel yeah. proud of that forever. Yeah. What yeah. any of the other songs you like, you've written throughout the years, wherever you go back and like kind of put them out as like a part of an album or anything? Um. So, yeah, I mean. There was songs I started writing while I was finishing up this album that like are coming on to my next album I'm working on, which is going to be more acoustic mm. um, and more uh, kind of natural. Like this whole album's called Popular, so mm. um, it's all pop music. I try to keep it in pop chord progressions, pop, mm. just flavor all around, and a lot of synths, a lot of you know little electric guitar, you know bass, synth drums. Mm. Um, so the next thing's going to be more natural to kind of show more diversity in sound. Okay. So I'm like trying to play catch up. I should have been doing this like releasing music probably like two or three years ago. Yeah. While I was a little bit younger. So now I'm gonna try and just like bust out an album a year for the next like two build up a nice portfolio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the ultimate goal is to get signed as a uh, you know, either a songwriter or something signed as an artist, but I don't I'd probably get like to be signed as a songwriter versus an artist. Yeah. But that's the ultimate goal. So build up a nice portfolio of good well written tracks the hard part so do you um part, part of your uh creative process um a lot of times there's musicians that you're going to come across uh that they either want to do a collab with you they want you to be featured or you want them to be featured moving forward how are you with working with other you know do, do you kind of like talk the ideas out is it something because i'm always fascinated like you know someone send x y and z a track right so like in the rap industry you can kind of, um, and maybe maybe it's not specifically just rap, but there's a topic that you can hit, and everyone could just nail it, and it does. It kind, you could kind of already have something on deck for it, right? Uh, like a 16 on deck. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're talking about you know someone you know breaking your heart or X, Y, and Z, and you know uh, something more slower, is that more is that harder? Do you think, or is it? It doesn't really matter. You just kind of go with it creatively. Um. Freestyling is like one of my favorite things. Yeah, I don't necessarily like just freestyle like rapping. Like I will sometimes just yeah. for practice. Uh, yeah, I'm better at freestyling when I'm playing an instrument at the same time for some odd reason. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of, um, you know, the topic doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's more about how you use the topic, and you know, when someone just picks a topic and does, I don't, I don't know. Any kind of rap topic, yeah. they can start talking about either smoking or doing something stupid or yeah. hanging out with my boys. Oh, I make this much money. Oh, I do that. You right, know, right. no one cares. Yeah, like no, like no yeah. one's gonna care about that. Like, what can you do like with that, but make it interesting? Yeah, like um, you know, I like to just shake things up a little bit where people will go, "What do he say?" Like, you know, 
And it's like, I'm talking about the same thing somebody else would be talking about on the same track. Yeah. And I was writing this actually with another rapper. We're yeah. like, we're just, you know, I'll hang out with guys and we'll just like, yo, drop the track. Let's, you know, let's figure out what we can make. Something stupid. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're talking about money. They're talking about women. They're talking yeah. about this or I do the same thing, but I make it, you know, you try to make it your own. And that's, Absolutely. that's what makes like an artist in my eyes, like so much better than someone that's not like, you gotta be creative. Nobody yeah. cares if you're not creative. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, there's several artists, mainstream artists that come to mind that every time they get featured, it's almost like they own it. Right. They own that track. It's not even theirs. They're just featured on it. But every time it's like, oh, my gosh, I could just fast forward straight to their, you know, mm -hmm. that feature because it's that good. Um, so what is your creative process like? Um, do you, you know, some people obviously, well, inspiration can hit you at any moment, right? Yeah. Um, but is there time for you know when you are just freestyling you're just playing the guitar just you know riffing or is it just you know you're watching tv all of a sudden you just run to the room and start recording something because that something. happens <laughs> yeah that I mean like i have a like, i mean you walk in my house like i literally got like one room's like set up as like my studio like where yeah. i actually do recording then i got a whole other room where i got a drum set and organ amps like so at any moment i feel like and i got pens and paper kind of like everywhere yeah. <laughs> so like i'd be i'm writing that's you awesome. know it's I'd be driving down the road, probably shouldn't be writing stuff, but I end up writing stuff. I'd be finishing concrete writing, you know, thinking of stuff in my head because it's what I, you know, my brain's, you know, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just doing so I can sign of start. My brain just goes, man. Yeah. Um, so I just write and it literally can happen at any time. Could be watching TV, could be, you know, I've literally gotten into a fight like with my girlfriend and then I start writing a song and saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's like almost like the clutchest thing in the world. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, they yeah. go, oh, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I, you know, it works. Or, you know, if I ever play gigs at like any bars around town or, you know, do some, you know, I'll make a song up while I'm there about somebody there about, you know, and make fun of them or yeah. you know, make fun of the room or something, you know, just to keep it playful. Yeah. Just try to stay more creative. The, the weirder you can make, not weird, but, um, you know, you said you were going to mention Confucius or, like, you know, Plato yeah. at the end of this, you know, one philosophy is, like, always answer a question with another question. Yes. And, like, it does not necessarily need to be even relevant to the first question. Right, right, You know, right. keep it just constantly creative. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit, like, a little bit more about the actual project when did you release it um obviously during the you know the, the pandemic it's kind of harder to um get gigs and i'm assuming you want to talk a little bit about that and you know where you are where you want to be with it um i came out with it on i think july it was either july 1st or the 4th um, it was that friday yeah that week um and well it was great in terms of everybody like that I knew or follows that was around me, they got on Spotify. I got on a couple of playlists, so nice. immediately started getting you know listens on there and streams, which is really cool. But uh, otherwise, I feel like it's it's like I almost have to do another like a re-release of the same yeah. thing because yeah. once this all kind of goes by on social, like <laughs> you can't release something on social media when there's like five other more important like more important topics than my. Sure, now, I'm, sure. I'm gonna self-admit, COVID's more important, Black Lives Matter more important. You know, things going on online that are like. Sure. So I'm hitting on a. I, I just go under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, playing gigs is just non-existent. Yeah. You know, I got a couple offers to play uh, a couple places. Um, I just turned it down. Um, I played one in Philly. That was for the radio station because they were cool. Uh, 98.7. 
I think. Yeah. Uptown Radio. Uptown yeah. Radio is the name. I, nice. don't, I don't know if the number's right. Shout out but, to Uptown um, Radio. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's nobody's playing gigs. Nobody's yeah. doing nothing. They just, like, I know only a couple people have just started playing, like, bars around town. And, you know, people, the gig economy's dead. Like, nobody's making money. Yeah. Ooh, if that's, like, all you do, you're, like, killed right yeah. now. I was just driving here, and um, I when I turned the radio on, um, which is very rare, but when I turned the ra- radio on, I, I missed the artist's name, so I don't know who it was. It was a female artist, and she was literally talking about, you know, I miss my fans. I haven't had a concert since March. We're doing this virtual uh, concert, um, and it's, it's, it's featured in five cities, but she's going to be doing it out of, like, the same location, which is kind of strange. But you could tell she was, like, not feeling it. Like, it was cool that she got a gig, but it's not the same as yeah. you performing for an actual crowd. Yeah, it's it's not the same. Yeah. Um, production value these days is, like, great. If you are, like, signed and you have a lot of money backing you, like, the production value... like. You're almost not even playing a gig, in my opinion, half the time. Because most artists don't play instruments while they perform. Or, sure. I mean, like, certain bands or, you know, certain acts do. But, like, even, like, I don't know, Tame Impala, for example. I see Tame Impala live. I was like, this is terrible. Because yeah. I'm, like, watching, like, all right, here's Kevin Parker. Cool and stuff. But then he's got all studio musicians hired. I know they're studio musicians. Mm-hmm. I'm watching them. I'm like, these guys are, like, brain dead. They're like, this is so easy. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like. So... You know, watching virtual concerts now, it's like, it's really cool because they're still trying to connect with everybody, you know, yeah. making do with what we got, but it's nowhere near the same. It's just making a more produced event because, like, there's no flair for, like, there's not going to be a problem on a virtual concert. Right. It's been planned out. Yeah. There's people around you. There's a whole production team, you know. It's, there's no problems that could happen. You know, you're going to go to a gig. Sometimes accidents happen. And then, you know what happens with that accident? The artist sometimes takes that moment and then goes upon it. Like, um, Say the amps don't work. Well, now the only the artist mic starts working. So well, maybe that artist sings a song by themselves and it's a cappella and it's really nice and it's something yeah. you'll never see again because it probably won't happen for the next hundred gigs that person has. Yeah, virtual. It's so I don't know how to put it. It's like pumping out a concert out of a factory, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre. We, I mean, all of us, you know, when we do, you know, these virtual meetings, even the meeting uh, for businesses, it's odd. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes reading the yeah. room is a very important thing throughout the deal. Yeah. Or having a conversation and looking at their body language is totally different than, you know, they could be reading off of a, you know, you know like a like a, like a chalkboard or right. something. And it's not really, they don't really know the information. They're mm-hmm. not really into it. Uh, you get all those um, those vibes off it. But but did, would you consider maybe doing like a deluxe album, grabbing 10 of the songs that you didn't do and refine three of them and throw them on and then you have it, so then you can re-release something maybe? Um, I'm working on a, a small EP right now that um, takes one or two of those songs on the current album, uh, does an acoustic version of them. Hmm. And then, covering another artist or two and maybe putting out a couple more originals um probably not the ones that like the ones that i passed and on on the album moved on whatever i am keeping i already have like stockpiled away for like singles and stuff but majority of it no it's out the window yeah because i feel like if i kind of keep going back to kind of stuff like that then i'm limited on creating something new Hmm. yeah and it's like if i think that was the best stuff i ever made well, I mean, is that really the best I ever did? Like, I'm probably yeah. going to do better tomorrow. I could do better tomorrow or the next day. Sure. So, kind of focus on always approving and always, you know, being better. And once something's good, I go, well, that's good. I'm keeping it. Otherwise, get rid of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got whole tracks that are just produced that I don't, that just leave there until the moment comes up where 
I'm also looking for certain artists to actually sing and perform on my stuff. It's been really hard to network these days. Like, you can network sure. online. It's like, yeah, we'll meet up. And it's like, it kind of doesn't happen because there's no <laughs> events happening. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And there's no – or yeah. everything's underground. Like, if you go to Philly, it's like you go – there's underground events happening. Yeah. But it's also not that great. Yeah. You know, it's so-so. So when uh, – one thing that I've always uh, found fascinating is when someone covers another band, a musician or whatever, and they sound – just like them, right? And then you have the, the the guy who kind of puts their own little flavor into it, which is also cool. But I've always, I was always curious, is it possible to kind of stay stuck there too and stay stuck in someone else's style and that's kind of a dangerous zone to also be in? Yeah, uh, and what's your thoughts definitely. on that? Uh, because I've, I know people who do cover and then they stay stuck. They're just cover artists now. And it was like, oh man. And they have beautiful voices and they're talented. I got no problem with cover artists. Um, if you want to make money gigging locally, um, you got to be a cover artist almost. Gotcha. It's like it's a real life. Um, you're just not gonna. The odds of me even getting any money from the music I've made, I mean, are slim to none. Like yeah. in reality. Mm-hmm. So like people that really want to play music for a living, you learn covers. Like I learn covers. Gotcha. So like, when I go to places, I play covers because people like covers. Yeah. I don't like to make them, you know, getting stuck is a real problem for any musician. Yeah. You get stuck in either, like I've gotten stuck in certain ways I'm writing, I've gotten stuck in certain ways I'm playing, and it's like, you need to break that, like, that mentality, and you yeah. have to constantly, being aware of being stuck is important. Yeah. Getting stuck is very real. Yeah. So it's like, that's about, you got to be aware of it. Yeah. And most people aren't aware of themselves most of the time anyway, so it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So what's what's your biggest pet peeve with the music industry? Overall? Yeah. Um I feel like there's a lot of small artists, especially today with technology the way it is, you you can make I mean, there's people making tracks on laptops that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and they don't get exposed ever or if not till years later. Um and there's you know, four major record labels. Yeah, it's right. the problem. Right, right. <laughs> so right. you got your major record labels, and that's what ninety percent of the people are going to listen to. And then you have smaller record labels, which like the other like ten percent listen to. And then you have like really small people who are independent entirely that can make fantastic stuff. Yeah. That don't even ever get picked up. Yeah. So I wish more uh, smaller artists were featured. Yeah. all around or like even like radio stations like they say they're like playing a local artist but like you go on like their like the artist page it's like no dude this guy isn't that local they, yeah. they got a quarter million followers they yeah. got this like they're doing fine like yeah, yeah. look at that guy in the street that's like singing and playing outside like busking like <laughs> right and that's like and nobody realized that like these people have real lives too like they aren't making money from their music so they got to yeah. go out and make money yeah. um so they can't put out the same I don't even know how to put it. There's just a lot. Money's the big problem. Yeah. <laughs> Money's a problem with everything I find. Yeah. But uh, I wish more independent artists were getting featured more. Yeah, for sure. What about, what, what's your take on these, on all the shows that are out, um, uh, trying to, quote, discover, you know, artists or whatever it is, whether it's their singing talent or what have you. Um, what's your take on them? Do you watch them? They're not your thing. You're just kind of whatever. I don't watch them. Um, my dad watches like American Idol. Yeah, he's always told me to go on American Idol. Yeah. I thought about just doing it. Yeah, just to see what would happen. Right, right, just right. To, but it's not for me. It's more for him to make it because he's told me all my whole life go on American Idol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's cool. Like there was a one girl. Like she was local. Like from around here. Um, okay. She was on American Idol like two years ago or something. She went to yeah. Chamonix. Okay. It was like really yeah. yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah, how does that, you know, certain people are getting opportunities that can never happen. 
also it's so commercialized that yeah i hate the over commercialization of it yeah. yeah you know the artist side of me is like well this is kind of lame yeah you know yeah it's cool it gives people different opportunities like we wouldn't have kelly clarkson without american idol sure yeah and i kind of even like kelly clarkson so it's like absolutely but you know it's still commercialized it's a lot of you know it's all right yeah I'd, I'd go on American Idol. If I had the chance, I'd go. If that's yeah. what you're asking, I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. That American Idol, pick Absolutely. Them. Let them get on. You know, you, know, you know what? Why not? Right? Why not? Exactly. You know I mean? It's <laughs> only free exposure. Like, yeah. if I was on it, I'd be all about it. Do I watch it? No. <laughs> like, do I vote? No. You know? I'd be uh, on it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, no. It, it, for sure. I, th- I think they're cool because they do give opportunity to people who may, may be would have never gotten that exposure. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing with, you know, American Idol or these other ones, um, you know, because a lot of it is is judged on appearance and look or whatever, you know, you get people who, you know, don't have like whatever the standard is supposed to be or what people think yeah. it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and they have the opportunity. So I, I do think that, you know, those things are cool. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think you should give it a whirl. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So, uh, so what, what's your what's your take on you know getting a, a record label deal versus the independent way? Because uh, we know people who are obviously super successful both ways, and people who kind of get screwed both ways. Um, so, explain you know what your take is, and you know what route you would like to go. Um, most importantly, uh, is owning your masters. Yeah. So, whatever mm-hmm. way it would take me, because if I'm getting even if a record label were to just say be interested in me, yeah. well, obviously I'm generating some kind of buzz. Sure. Yeah. So then you can go and say, well, how much does it cost for me to actually upfront a whole record label's startup cost? Because even me starting a record label right now, like I'm under my own label, but it's not like nothing major because I'm not even generating enough income to be claiming sure. stuff on taxes. Like, yeah, 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 so exactly. until it's like an actual entity, you know, it wouldn't matter. Um, owning your masters prince said it is like the most number one thing so yeah. if i don't own my music that i've made then i don't want the i don't want the, the deal yeah um or at least most of the the rights to it however that would work you know I, if it was in a commercial i at least want to get paid for that or yeah. sure. you know along those lines or something um so i'm more for the independent stuff the more independent you could be like independent labels can also work with bigger labels which is really cool mm. so like bigger labels can work on with this distribution and um other ends of it that you're not like booking or some other stuff while the independent end like that's where you're owning your masters you're you might be in charge of the recording process or you're half in charge of it you know everything's kind of you have more responsibility in that the business realm of making sure everything's happening but they handle the stuff on the back end of it right you work to get like it happens all the time artists will have record labels of their own because they were signed by big labels and then they don't want to be signed by big labels or they get dropped because they weren't selling enough Mm -hmm. and then they change their image and then they make their own label then they get signed with a medium-sized label that handles the ins and outs of the Mm -hmm. big stuff you know money stuff that's awesome um so are, is a Christmas album coming or we've been working on the Christmas album um, it's been happening Jason told you about that why would Jason tell you about that he shouldn't have told you about that um, we made a Thanksgiving song and it's called the turkey's not dry if you don't cook it right or if you cook turkey's not dry if you cook it right I hate my stupid kids and my big fat wife um, and, and that's the first lines of it um, sounds family friendly <laughs> it, it's family friendly it's like family friendly friendly like bringing back like all of the family or like one of the old shows like it, it's it's weird 
it, I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> I go, Jason, I really want to make a Christmas album. He goes, Joe, I've always wanted to make a Christmas album. And then it's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Let's do it. I get on the, key, the keyboard. You go. <laughs> he comes sliding in with his socks and tubes. I'm not even lying. He was more excited about me. He wrote out the whole thing. He's like, "Look, I got it now. Here's the chorus you wrote." And it's like we've been working on it. And then we started writing this Christmas rap song. And then it's like, "All right, but we really got to have a serious Christmas song, like one that's going to possibly make people cry." And I'm like. <laughs> what about how grandma's not here for this Christmas? Oh my and God. it's like, it's like, I was like, I want to make people cry like that little boy who's like, I want to buy shoes for my mom. That's, oh, you know, that song, that song's yeah. a tearjerker. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, that song. Yeah, you hear yeah. it every year. It's like, yeah, this poor, poor, poor kid. It's <laughs> like, so we were like, well, what criteria? We need a funny one. We need a rap one. Cause why not? We need a dead serious one. Yeah. And we need like another Christmas one. We're like talking about doing one where like it's all about buying stuff yeah it's yeah. like even though you don't need it it's yeah like, yeah it's just it's fun like even if, i don't even know if it's gonna happen this year that doesn't seem like it's gonna happen this year but for next year it's probably gonna happen um, that is that is the gift yeah um but it, another big thing is like i tell people all the time it's like i i make i'll make tracks that'll be terrible terrible mm. i made so many bad tracks and like why would you even make this i'm like I was already in the middle. I'm not going to not make it. I already started. You know, every time. And it's better to Well, make. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another thing. So really, man, you don't like it? I worked hard on this. And it's like, no, you suck. It's like, no, I knew it was bad. I just I just kept going. Fr- friends are the worst. Friends are the worst. They really are. Um, so making anything creative in my eyes is a positive. That's positive. As long as you made something good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you did. You made something that wasn't here yesterday. So yeah, nice. you own it. That's very true. So with all the technology that's out now, do you think, um, you know, is, is creating music getting more diluted and the, and the numbers are higher because of that and technology? Um, or, or you don't think that? Or what's your take on that? Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. No, it's totally diluted. I mean, most people can't even play and they're, they're producing. And it's like, you know, how are you producing? Well, I got this software that tells me, okay, well, we can put these chords together. Okay, great. And then it's like, okay, well, it gives you all these voicings too. So it's like, wow, you're like a famous jazz player and like you don't even play keyboard. It's amazing. Good job. <laughs> you know? Um, Talent. It, it, it's crazy. I try to – the way I try to set myself apart from all that kind of stuff is I want to do something different. So I'm not yeah. going to make it exactly like everybody else. Even like if somebody else is dropping hot stuff, it's, it's great, you know, but what are you really making? How much do you know behind what you're doing? So I try to take that and take my stuff to the next level. Like I can producing wise, like I, I like to manipulate my voice a lot. Yeah. Um, not in the sense where like you don't, it's not my real voice, but like a one track I'll use distortion of my voice, like Kanye West. Kanye yeah. West is a fantastic. Whether you like him or not, producing wise, mm-hmm. fantastic. He also uses the human voice more than any other instrument. Yeah. And how he does that is like super crazy cool. Yeah. So I try and focus on different ways, you know to highlight that I know what I'm doing or, you know, know how to manipulate sound or know how to play instruments like with technique and you can hear different kinds of things by actually playing an instrument versus not actually playing the instrument and being computer generated versus not being computer generated. I'm like a big fan of synths and big fan of synth drums, synth everything. Mm. But when you have literally a a program that can, okay, well you put these chords together. Great. Then it can make it these voicings and it changes them a little bit, but it makes it sound like you've been playing for like 20 years and it's, it makes it diluted. You're the diluted is the word. That's like, there's no other word. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, crazy. (laughs) So, so how do you, you know, before, before we get into this, you know, the next topic 
can you explain to people, you know, what they can expect from you or if a record label is listening now, what, what are they going to get from you? Um, and, and also your album popular. Um, real, something real, something that's, uh, you know, it's something I've dedicated my entire life to doing, like yeah. literally, you know, um, the album itself, you know, I dedicated two years to making something. Like, I wanted to make a cohesive album that sounded like an album. I know plenty of people have made albums, but it's not of like course. you listen to Dark Side of the Moon. Like, yeah. You listen to Dark Side of the Moon from track one to, you know, the end of the track. Or you listen to, like, Frank Ocean, like, Channel Orange. I've listened to that whole album right through, you know, mm. all type. Daft Punk, Random Access Memories, like, another, cla- like, recent but classic album. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to make something that was, like, one through ten. This is a cohesive project. This is, like, a complete album. So... That's what I wanted. And, you know, I wanted to be professional. As professional as I could make it on my level. Yeah. And that took more work and, you know, and everything because I didn't have a big studio to go behind. I didn't have, a, you know, a sure. million dollars like a record label would have. Yeah. If I had all that, I'd do a lot of different stuff. But, of course. You know, I had to make do with what I had. You know, that's a, that's a big thing, too, when people say it's interesting that you say that and that you put pride in that. Um, when someone makes an album, they call it like the, a no-skip album. Like, you can literally listen to every single song. Not one bothers you. Not you just keep it moving. You're like, wow! I just mm-hmm. you're driving. You're going somewhere. You're like I just listened to the whole album, yeah. <laughs> like nonstop. Literally, and I didn't flowed. skip. Yes, that's the whole thing. And the the quality. It's like you know they have some some artists come out with that one single, then maybe a second song that was like, okay, we're letting that slide just because your first one was so good, <laughs> and then the rest of the album trash. Like it was like, yeah. what was that? Yeah. Um, that's so hard to do. So then when someone comes out with something really good and the follow up is just as strong and then the rest of the album's like, yo, this guy has a real project. It's hard to do today. Um, you know, if you look at the Beatles, they were busting out like an album like twice a year. Yeah. Like, wild, you know, so it comes, how much work are you putting in? Yeah. Like in reality and like, I mean, I feel like local artists, not many put the work in. I don't even put enough work in as what I should be doing, but I would be putting more work in if COVID wasn't happening right now. So that's like yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah. So it's like, you got to put that work in to make a cohesive project. Yeah, and for sure. And to continue to make them and not like one track's good and the whole album's trash. Yeah. You see that all the time and it's like, you why'd you even make an album? Just release a single. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so how do you manage, you know, work life? So, so, you know, you you said you do concrete and then you say you're thinking about music all day long and you come home and you do your thing. Um, how do you manage that without, you know, kind of crossing, you know, each other or is it kind of, you know, all one and the same? Um, it's, it has to be all one and the same. Um, I try to keep them separate as much as I can. Like, uh, the winter time, like I'm a season, it's like seasonal work. Yeah. So. I'm like running a business. I, I'm working 60 hours a week every week. Like yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, then I got school on top of 20 hours or something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, my week is like really filled up right now. Um, yeah. So music takes a dial down. I try and play regularly. That's yeah. number one to keep up the chops. Yeah. That's like, mm. yeah. you don't use it, you lose it. And that yeah. is like the truest thing when it comes to music. If yeah. I don't play guitar for like a week at a time, I just got, I'm two weeks behind now. Yeah. And you have to play every, every day, every other, you know, yeah. keep it consistent. Um, but in the winter time is when I really spend a lot more time producing. Nice. Um, so I start, you know, the weather's colder. I can't pour concrete. So I had a lot of days off and yeah. with my time off, I'm in the studio. And then you spend like six, eight hours at a time, like at a clip, just, just keep going and keep going. Nice. It takes a while to, you know, I mean, obviously you guys know you record this stuff all the time. You know, yeah. I'm sure the editing process alone is going to take just for this. It's going to take hours. Like, yeah, absolutely. Hours, <laughs> hours on hours. Yeah. 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 So it's, you got to. 
just find time and I know when my time is going to be coming. So I kind of just take advantage of it then, you know, um, also, if it becomes really important, I want to get it done. I start, you know, uh, everything else. All my free time goes away. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so if folks want to uh, reach out to you or get, you know, connect with you, uh, how can they do? Are you on social media? Well, I know you're on social media. But yeah. Let us know your handles, websites, whatever. Um, Dylan Hale Music. That's pretty much everything. Dylan Hale Music on Instagram, Facebook, uh, by Twitter, across the board. Yeah. Um, or Dylan Hale. Um, that you know. Do you want my phone number too? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's just say a you know the 15, 16 year old you is listening right now. What would you recommend to him, her, um, you know, someone getting started or who would like to take their music more serious? Just do it. Just start doing it now. Yeah. I mean, like if you want to do something, anything. I mean, anything. Because I'm doing things now that I wanted to do my entire life yeah. that I regret not doing then. And I don't regret it. It's just, if you want to do something, do it. Don't talk about doing it. Don't, don't ask people about doing it. Just because your friends aren't doing it, you should just, just do it. Just yeah. go out and like literally like Nike says, you know, you don't start playing music if you don't start grabbing a guitar or grabbing a mm-hmm. piano or, you know, and doing it. You don't start recording music unless you start getting into it, you know. Because there's a learning curve. you got to learn how to do it. You're not even going to be able to make something for the time so you you know just get out there and start doing whatever you really want to do yeah follow your dreams i like truly believe that kind of stuff like follow your heart you follow your dreams like so corny they tell you like you're five (laughs) they tell you when you're like five but you know what that's like the happiest time of your life yeah (laughs) you know so you should try believing in what you do because if you don't believe in what you're doing you're not going to be successful yeah in whatever you do yeah i love it i love it any any parting words outside of those that you want to uh share with the world uh, my single role play is out. Um, my single Hey is out. That's on uh, YouTube. You can check out the music video for that. Otherwise, it's uh, you know, still in hell music, man. Check it out. You know, I'm like, trying to get more people to listen to it. Check it out because I've heard good reviews. I'm getting a lot of streams on it on Spotify. So you know, just want to try and get it out there more. <laughs> absolutely Dylan Hale go download that stream it whatever you gotta do check out the videos which I did Uh, very well produced by the way thank you Uh, very creative too I like that Jason Jason was the director really producer that was his yeah yeah and you know what you know what's funny um we always talk about sometimes have you ever like listened to a song before the video's out and you had this imagine this thing imagine in your head and you're like oh my god i love that and then the music video comes out and he's like that is not a, a, at all what i thought this was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> like the complete opposite right and like that's got to be the worst but um i i listened to the track previously and then i saw the video um and the video complemented it so well that it, it it enhanced the experience. I'm like, whoa, that was like a good result, right? Yeah. And it was like even better. It was like, wow, you fell in love with the track even more. So thank you. Uh, so well done. Uh, yeah, guys, please go check him out. Uh, Dylan Hale, everything he does so far from what I see was fantastic. So thank oh, you for I appreciate it. Us. Yeah, we're looking to get some more videos out. Um, we've been kind of Jason's my manager with all this, and uh, yeah, you know the thing right now we've just been waiting for. Uh, Waiting for the right time to strike right now to release the right kind of material. and mm. Because, like I said, I flew right under the radar when yeah. I kind of made a debut, which is like the worst time in the world to make a debut. But, yeah. you know, we're yeah. out here now, so we're just going to try to keep making stuff and, you know, put, put out more content this winter, definitely. Absolutely. All right, so there you have it, folks. We'd like to close things out with quotes, and the first one is by Plato. Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. And the second quote is by Confucius. 
Music produces a kind of pleasure which human nature cannot do without. Press play in this episode, the crew welcomes special guest Dylan Hale. We cover topics that range from the music industry, collaborations, creative processes, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Plato and Confucius. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>